This is the Tribune Audio Network. This is the Backstory Podcast. I'm Larry Potash. On this show, we uncover the backstory behind some of the most intriguing tales in history, culture, science, and religion. In this episode, the freedom we feel on a bicycle is difficult to replicate, and the history of the bike goes deeper than you might think. This is the Backstory. but that doesn't make its journey less important or less interesting. Unlike a car, you notice the little things. The wind, the birds, the foliage. When you ride a bike, everything kind of slows down and your senses tend to enhance a little bit. You know, whether it's the wind in your hair, whether it's the sunlight, whether it's the noise coming from the street or the lake, everything kind of just tends to slow down and that you're living in the moment. Unrestricted by metal and glass, you become one with nature. We want to make sure that our bikes walk out the door and, and stay riding throughout the years that you have it. So Michael Salvatore is a stockbroker by trade. He works on Wall Street where some make their fortune, but he gives it all up. The market was going crazy and I just couldn't stand trading anymore. I mean, it was just you know, right before the big crash. And so I, I, uh, I left my job and started making bikes in the basement with uh, my co-op with some, some uh, neighbors of mine. He gets into the bike business, not because he knows anything about it. He just wants a bike he likes. His business, Heritage Bicycles, where you can get a $900 custom bike to go with your $2 coffee. It was a lot easier to approach people when they had coffee or food in hand. They seemed a lot more approachable, and a lot more easier to talk to. But there's a lot of reasons why culturally they overlap so well. Anywhere in the world you can go, there's bikes and coffee. It's like a universal language almost. Mike's mission is to simplify and personalize. It's kind of intimidating when you go to a bike shop. It's a lot of the bike lines are intimidating. You know, if you're a novice cyclist, you go into it and you think, I don't know what's going on. I, don't, I, don't, I just want to ride a bike. Yeah, that's cable. This certain bike that I wanted that was for me, it had a personality, almost a fashion approach to the bicycle. So something that I took pride in riding. It wasn't just something out of a box out of Taiwan. His team makes this replica for Harley-Davidson, which makes bikes in 1917 to attract customers for its motorcycles. So this is the bike we made for Harley-Davidson, and we went all out for this thing. I mean, it's beautiful. There's a simpleness to these bikes. Exactly, yeah. I think the idea behind the bike company was just to kind of make things work, and to do that, you kind of keep it simple. This collector's edition sells for $4,500. This looks like a color from the olden days, right? Yeah, like, you would never see a bike this color today. No. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. It's great. And the white wall tires. Yep. Very they did cool. a really good job. Even the, the rims here are pinstriped, so you can see all the details. Mike Salvatore says watching stock numbers on a computer screen is not as fulfilling as seeing customers enjoying his bikes. 
Bicycles are art pieces of artwork, the mechanics and the history and the look. So I wanted one that really fit that mode. Edward Mendoza comes in for repairs. I crashed into a curb. I thought there was a flat side and I hit the curb dead on. But you look good doing it. Well, yeah, of course. I fashionably fell. Boom. <laughs> Simplicity has a long track record in the history of the bicycle. The Museum of Science and Industry showcases the evolution of bicycles through two centuries in one hallway. This is a reproduction of the very first. No pedals, no brakes. So it makes sense that in the early 19th century, they call it the running machine. Carl Drace invents what later becomes known as the Velocipede, which becomes essential when an epidemic sweeps through Germany. In Europe, during the early 1800s, there was a massive disease that affected all the horses, and millions of them either were killed off by it or had to be destroyed. During that time period, there were very limited forms of transportation. Necessity is indeed the mother of invention. Margaret Schlesinger is a curator at the Museum of Science and Industry. It all starts with the Velocipede, which is also known as the hobby horse or dandy charger. It was sort of like a glider, wherein the person would sort of glide along it. The bike is a turning point for women in the late 19th century and mobilizes the women's rights movement. It was unladylike to have to ride a bicycle and that was, oh my, you might see someone's ankle. God forbid. Susan B. Anthony actually used the bicycle as essentially a vehicle to promote women's rights. It tilted the world. You no longer were needing an escort unless the person was riding a bicycle next to you. And that impacts women's fashion. Angeline Allen attracts attention riding in tight blue pants. So the women decided, what do I need a corset for? I can't breathe and bike at the same time. That really was the dawn of the women's revolution. The popularity of the bicycle comes and goes, driven by what else is happening in America, whether it's manure-covered cobblestone roads, cable cars, or other fads. But in 1955, the bicycle gets an endorsement from the White House. Dr. Paul White is appointed President Dwight D. Eisenhower's physician following Ike's heart attack. Instead of bed rest, Dr. White prescribes cycling. Then along comes the Schwinn Varsity. It was an eight-speed bicycle. She had two gears in the front and, and four in the back. This is a a wheel from a 1971 Schwinn Varsity. Jeff Hyduke is an expert on Schwinn. He and his brother run Barnard's Schwinn Cyclery, the oldest family business in Oak Park, Illinois. At age eight, Jeff gets a flat. His uncle, who owns the shop back then, tells him to fix it himself. Now he can make old bikes feel like new. There's a, a pride in the family. I mean, you're making other families happy. We're a destination.
The Schwinn Bicycle Company starts in Chicago in 1895, and Chicago becomes the bike-building mecca with 30 companies. Sales drop with the evolution of motor cars, but Schwinn dominates the 20th century. Built in the United States. Being an American, yeah, you felt that pride. You knew there was something behind it. Captain Kangaroo says, you know, Schwinn bikes are best. You had Bozo Circus with the grand prize game. Bucket number six, you get yourself a Schwinn bicycle. Schwinn was a big thing back then. Growing up in the 60s, that was just part of way of life. You know, you were told to get out and come back in when the lights went out out, out in the street. So you're, you were on your bike. In the late 1960s, pollution spurs the environmental movement. Another boost for bikes. Sales explode in 1971. Schwinn sells more than a million bikes in June. Then, urban crime on the rise makes bikers feel a bit vulnerable and sales decline. With new bike lanes and bike sharing, it seems the bicycle's popularity is celebrating another revolution. Yes, the bicycle is still fairly simple. What more could be done? The exhibit at the Museum of Science and Industry gives us a glimpse into the future. How about a cardboard prototype invented by two guys in Israel? They understood the need in third world countries to have accessible and affordable transportation options. One would be able to purchase the cardboard bike for no less than $25. And Harley Davidson is back in the bicycle business. As Mike Salvatore helps celebrate their tradition, the company looks to the future with an electric version for those riders looking for the next evolution of the bicycle. Whether custom or common, riding a bike is fun. Something that's easy to forget as we get older and take on more responsibility. We no longer need a mechanical horse for transportation, but perhaps we need it for something more important. Escaping stress, technology, distractions, to focus on what's in front of us, life, in a way that can only be experienced on a bicycle. Thanks for listening to Backstory. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review. To watch our full coverage of this story and see some that didn't make it to the podcast, visit us online at WGNTV.com slash Backstory. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.